Welcome back to the Lookover Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Larita. I'm with my two beautiful co-hosts, Jill Ashley and Melissa Polo. So today, um, we thought we would talk on uh, sustainable and ethical brands because, I mean, we're striving to be and we would like to help educate you all on how to be more conscious consumers when buying your products and things like that. So we wanted, we thought that was an important topic to talk about. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware what sustainable and ethical brands are. Um, Melissa, do you, can you explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, sustainable brands is the process of creating and maintaining an identity of specific product service and business that reflects special added value in terms of environmental and social benefits. It is therefore a crucial in sustainability making to build a strong brand. So what that means is that when, for instance, a clothing brand, um, what is what are the fabrics that are being used when we're creating our brands? Are they good for the environment when they're thrown in a landfill? Are they biodegradable? Will they, you know, will they go into the land, like compose into the land. Um, that's what that like businesses that are offering sustainability, are they using recyclable goods? Are they, um, you know, they are thinking about the water that's being processed when they're creating that. So it's all that that's being identified. So that's what sustainability, it's like being able to have a garment or have a brand or it's not just obviously clothing. It's, you know, more, more it's everything, even like everything. With that the makeup, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. Like how the product is being made and who's making them, right? So and all, but, are they mm-hmm. cruelty free? Are they organic? Are they vegan? Like in, in cosmetics, that and goes oil free, right. mm-hmm. thoughtful packaging, things like that. Right? Yeah, that goes in hand with sustainability, like cruelty free, all of that, because it's sustainable, right? It's something that is being made, but it's not ruining our ecosystem and it's not killing animals and it's not, it's sustainable. Um, and then with ethical brands is a brand that represents a company organization or a person whose product services and activities are morally correct, do not harm people, animals, or environmental. That goes with cruelty free and all that we were saying, Jacqueline. This is more about who's creating the products. Are they testing on animals and killing animals? Are they, you know, are they paying wages to the people that are making the products? Um, And are they ethical? Are they the core foundation, you know, are they just being basic human rights? It's like, are you protecting who's making your clothing? So that's ethical brands. Jill, do you think about sustainable and ethical brands when you're buying products? I mean, I, I don't usually, but I want to start paying more attention about it since we're talking about it now and I've done some research on it. But other than that, no, I've never really paid attention to it. Only maybe like in my Tupperware and stuff like that, switching over yeah. glass and, you know, little things like that. Yes. But clothing, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. I know. Isn't that funny? We like wear our clothes every day. We're not thinking about what's going into it. Just like no. people, you know, people don't want to eat meat because they know what happens to the animals to get the meat, you know? So it's yeah. sort of like that with our clothes and our products and things like that. Kind of just knowing what's going on behind the scenes so you can make, you know, conscious conscious choices when you're when you're buying products like that if if it's meaningful to you to help you know yourself you know the environment 
animals, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. And it's so important now because it's affecting us now. So when this all started happening and like mass production started happening, we didn't feel it. You know, we didn't know a lot of these companies already forecasted what was going to happen. But us as a consumer, we had no idea that these landfills were going to be in oceans and it's going to ruin our marine life. We didn't know that, you know, as the consumer. So now we know there's studies, you know, and we see it all the time and there's real valid studies out there and showing you what our, what our future is going to look like, what our kids future is going to look like in our lifetime. It's not like, okay, we're going to die or whatever, but it's our kids' lives that are going to get affected by our decisions. So it's very important for us to be mindful of this right now. I mean, it's crucial important because there's an actual date. They're saying 2050. By the time 2050 comes, if we go into the same rate of the pollution that are happening in our oceans, the air toxicities, the everything that's happening, it's ruining our ecosystem. We're not going to have animals to live off. You know, everything is in a, a ripple effect that we're not going to have and we're not going to have air to breathe. We're not going to have the, when we walk out the door and breathe fresh air, we're going to have to walk out the door with a mask on because there's going to be so much toxins. If we don't have oceans, we don't have mm. air. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I was, I was thinking of that like in like just one ingredient, like palm oil, which is pretty much in everything. It's like, um, an oil seed crop, whatever, that's really popular. It's it used really, it's a vegetable oil produced that's used really in everything. But so rainforests are being destroyed to make way for the plantations to make the palm oil, you know, to, to get the palm oil. So it's devastating the natural environment and the rainforests and the animals that live in them. So animals are becoming extinct and things because they keep being pushed out of the way to make room for these to make, you know, to get the palm oil. And then they have people working, you know, well, it's making the animals, you know, more vulnerable to getting poached and things like that. So and a lot of uh, health food companies proud themselves on using palm oil. So it's like, yeah, it's a catch 22. It's like, no matter what you do. Well, and that's because they wanted yeah. to make a cheap product. But if you actually, and it's funny that you bring this up, Jacqueline, it's great that we're talking about it. So just to give the, the listeners a, a, an example on what is the rainforest and what does it do to us? Like, what is, what's the benefit of having a rainforest? Rainforests are often the lungs of the planet for their role in absorbing carbon monoxide and greenhouse gas and providing oxygen upon which all animals depend on survival. Rainforests are the stable climate house, incredible amounts of plants and wildlife and produce nourishing rainfall all around the planet. There's apps that are out right now, like um, Cruelty Free, like Happy Bunny. I like that one. You can go on there to find, you know, check the products that you're using. I think Think Dirty is one of them. Yeah, there's a lot of great, um, a lot of great brands now. And what I love about, bringing awareness and the power of bringing awareness to people is that once you're a conscious consumer, you become almost a, de you're, you're a demographic now. Kind of like, remember how organic food started, you know, 10 yeah. years ago and now it's everywhere. It's the same thing. So now we're forcing our favorite brands to change because we become more conscious. They're saying, okay, we need to change. Like even H&M change. And that's so that those were the, H&M was the pillar of fast fashion and a lot of the problems that we're having like with, you know, 
that type of consumer. So they're changing to, a, they changed a label to H&M conscious. So if somebody like that is trying to shift and change and be more mindful, I think that, you well, know, it's just a matter of time for all the brands to get on this whole notion of sustainability and ethical. I think with the internet, people are more educated. You mm-hmm. can research anything you're hearing about what's going on, how these right. things are being made, video, you Videos, know, everywhere. Yes. So people are yeah. more, you know, it's kind of, it is, it's forcing the brands to make a change because people are more aware of what's going mm-hmm. on. And there's way more activists out there right, right now talking about this stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. Which, speaking, mm-hmm. speaking of, um, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> we we're actually bringing on today to interview um, a lady by the name of Beth Tiger. And she's, um, she's been an anti-human trafficking activist since her early 20s. Um, she's a best-selling author. She's an inspirational speaker. She's a life coach. And she's also founder of Dergatry International, which is a, you know, we've spoken about that before. It's a nonprofit organization helping to end modern slavery. And the reason we wanted to bring her on is because she's very knowledgeable and sustainable and ethical brands. Um, even on her website, on the Durga. Uh, tree website she has a guide to conscious living and she has all these lists from you know clothing brands to beauty products home essentials furniture yeah so she's very passionate about about this topic and everything so we want to bring her on um you guys should we bring her on now yeah let's do it okay so when i first got involved with running my nonprofit, i had no idea that the fashion industry was connected to human trafficking connected to um, pollution and, and, you know, ecological rights violations and animal right violations. And I think most consumers wouldn't realize that. But when I began to dive deeper in and I watched a fantastic show, it's on Netflix called True Cost, the movie. I suggest every woman who's interested in fashion, watch it. It's free. As I said, it's on Netflix. It's so compelling. Uh, I, I started to, talked to a lot of really educated people around the world and they were talking about the idea of the, the concept of demand and production and with our with our demand being so high what has begun to happen is you know outside of the United States many of the companies and and factories are not being held to the same standard as they would have had things been made here in the United States so for instance there's all kinds of um, you know, ecological issues, human trafficking that goes along with that. And it, be, and it has become, you know, a little bit of an over, overwhelming because there's so much, I think most people don't realize that the fashion industry is the second largest pollutant, second only to the oil industry because of the dyes and the plastics. You know, when we think about athletic wear, most women aren't thinking that they're wearing plastic. You know, they're literally wearing petroleum and plastic on their body. And so as we become more educated about that, what I think is really exciting is not to be overwhelmed by the issue, but to realize that as modern women living in the United States, we have, we have the power to demand change through our buying dollars. I think it's really empowering, and it's an amazing way to get involved in any of these causes, whether it's animal rights, uh, you know, the environment, or human rights, such as human trafficking. Right. That's incredible. You're right, and we do live in, I mean, we do have such power being American women. We really do. I was just talking to a friend that went to India for a month and she couldn't wait to come home because she said, I cannot believe that they still live, women live so suppressed there. 
And it's just like you, you do when she said that, I said, what do you mean? And she was trying to tell me that they don't have rights. And I'm like, what does that even fit into the 2021? You know, how, how's this happening? I mean, 2020, <laughs> 21st um, century, how? So yeah, it's, it's, it's really prevalent. I would say that, you know, we're really, when we talk about the top 1% or top 10%, when we think of financial, when you think of just world rights, the Western woman, whether it's the, in the U.S. or it's in Europe, is really maybe the top 10%. Most women around the world are still incredibly, um, you know, violated and treated as second-class citizens. I mean, it, when it comes to slavery and human rights violations, almost 80% of the people that are being trafficked are women. And that's why I took up the cause, because it's a women's issue. And you know, and things like fashion and things that I feel I can make a difference in, in my everyday choices felt like something that was attainable and not, not so overwhelming. It's like small little moves to make a better world, right? So you're, so you did all the research to, to, to make those lists for sustainable and ethical brands on your, on your website? Like, how do, how do you know if a brand is sustainable and ethical? Well, there's a lot of different ways to know, but there's, and there, but there's a lot of great first steps. One of the things when people tell me they want to get involved, obviously we have the conscious consumer guide and we're, we update that because, you know, there is uh, the Fair Trade Association. There's amazing um, movements. There's a movement called Fashion Revolution and it was started after the Rana Plaza collapse in India. Most people don't even know that in a factory that was making couture brands as well as everyday brands, there was a factory collapse that killed over 1,100 factory workers, and many of them were women and children, really young people there. And so Fashion Revolution was started by Lydia Firth, Colin Firth's wife, and Stella McCartney and Emma Watson in England, and they started a movement uh, through social media. So if you go on to Instagram and you type in FashRev, you can, you'll find out all kinds of information, and if you go onto their site, so we started kind of piggybacking on that information, the Fair Trade Association. There's a great app called the Good On You app. It's right on our conscious shopping guide. And we're constantly updating it by digging deeper. You can go on to, for instance, any brand that you like. At the bottom, they usually will have uh, their California Act, their practices. And you can dig deep to see if they're only... They, they only support uh, the, their employees in the U.S. or if they are connected to the factories that they outsource their products from. Uh, one of the most exciting things a few years back uh, in April during Fashion Revolution Week, uh, there's a movement called Who Made My Clothes? And so on Instagram, a lot of young people started hashtagging the brands that they wanted to ask, who made my clothes? And the brands, we saw Athleta and Gap and brands like that begin to change their model. And you probably have noticed, if any of you ladies like athletic wear, that on Athleta now, there's a whole big movement towards uh, sustainable uh, fabrics and fair trade practices. And I saw that shift right around the time when that movement, when they started being questioned through social media. So it's pretty amazing the power that we have by expecting and then removing our buying dollars from brands that aren't ethical, uh, that, you know, don't treat people ethically, the environment ethically or like holding out like they're (laughs) like, we're not going to buy that if that's what you're going to do. So it like forces them to make a change. You guys, 
I'm hoping that you paid attention to a previous episode when I told you that over $218 billion of food goes to waste in this country every year. That's including 20 billion pounds of produce. So there is a company called Imperfect Foods that is trying to to change this. Imperfect Foods is the only food delivery service that buys perfectly nutritious and delicious foods that grocery stores won't sell when there's nothing wrong with them and delivers them to you at a discount so you can save money and help reduce food waste. It drives me crazy knowing that billions of pounds of food gets left out in the field, stranded in warehouses, or gets thrown away every year when they don't need to because all food is valuable. So let's do our part in reducing food waste and still get the foods we love. So Imperfect Food sources directly from farmers that are committed to quality and they deliver the perfectly delicious Imperfect groceries to you for up to 30% less than grocery stores. They give you flexible plans that let you pick out these healthy seasonal produce along with also getting your typical grocery staples. So you get these, you know, quirky looking sometimes but still delicious and perfectly healthy produce. You know, you can get things like surplus coffee or discolored quinoa or a little offsize eggs or slightly scarred almonds. You know, they're different, but they're not less. They are unique and there's nothing wrong with them. You can read about Imperfect Foods in New York Times, Bloomberg, and Forbes. Just ask any of their satisfied customers. They have over 200,000, so you know they're doing something right here. So let's do our part. If food can be saved, let's save it. Check out their website. So start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now. Because when you go to imperfectfoods.com slash lookover, now through February 16th, you'll get $10 off your next four orders. That's a total of $40 off. So just go to imperfectfoods.com slash lookover to get $10 off your next four orders. imperfectfoods.com slash lookover and enter lookover at checkout. And they do. Here's here's the thing is if we don't know, you know, I'm dating myself. I'm in my 50s. But back in the you know 70s and early 80s, there was no recycling. There was no recycling in airports or anywhere. And it's not about doing it perfectly. But when people started saying, hey, I want to recycle my bottles and I want to recycle my plastic, that started to evolve. And now we all do it. We might not all do it perfectly, but here in the U.S., we do it. I don't know if you ladies... Maybe a few years ago, I never thought of like a straw in a restaurant, but a few people started saying, here's what's happening in the ocean. And now I'm in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York and I go into a little restaurant and they're like, please ask us for a straw. And we only have paper straws. Wow. It's incredible. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Mm -hmm. They're they're changing it to, I know in California for sure, um, here, you know, paper. Like I I buy the silicone and the stainless steel now for straws. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking of like not having plastic at all in my home. And I started looking at everything that is plastic and I was just like, wow, how do we do this? But yeah. like, it's just like what you said, Beth, this like little by little, 
um, just really eliminating um, a lot of the problem and like all this takeout food when you order takeout I mean that's it comes in plastic and where does that go you know I just store them all because I'd rather keep them than throw them away um, and then, but then they get so overwhelming to be a lot <laughs> in like two years. Well, I put them for parties and I like, I save them to like send food with my friends. If we have barbecues or whatever and I have extra food or I give away food and I just keep them. So, because if, I don't know, I just feel like I'd rather keep them than just throw them away. Right. Well, that's a great point, Melissa, because that actually, I reminds me of something when it comes to fashion the fashion revolution will say if you're buying something and you have no intention of wearing it they say 30 times but at least re-wearing it then it becomes throwaway fashion and a lot of us don't even think about where first of all what how things are made so like you're talking about plastics we wear so much plastic and our largest organ is our body yeah. is our skin and so a lot of us are realizing what we're putting on our bodies is not necessarily good for our bodies and how it was manufactured is not necessarily good for the people that are manufacturing it, the environment in which they're manufacturing it. And then of course, you know, the trickle down effect is if you can buy something really cheap, who do you think isn't getting paid? Who do you think is being enslaved for that? It's probably a woman who's desperate for, or, you know, to take care kid. of her children. So it's a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, that's why I really think, um, I really urge each of you ladies, because you're very stylish and fashionable to really watch the true cost. It's, it's a, it's a really compelling, well done documentary about the fashion industry. And it's very educational uh, and it follows a few people through fashion. But I mean, there's big designers on there that talk about it. Uh, and Durga has gotten very involved in, in the fashion revolution because I think it ties in obviously very well to what we do. But when people said to me, well, how will I ever make a difference in the world of anti-trafficking? I'm like, let's move the needle so that less people are trafficked. And that's not only for fashion. We, we can ask like, where are my crystals? Who's mining my crystals and my gold or who's making my coffee or picking my berries in the winter? Yeah. You know? So there's clothes, furniture, we have your, your makeup, your yeah. skincare, your, it's everything. Yeah. So if I, if I want to make a change and I, I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to be more um, consciously aware of you know, what I'm buying and things like that. Hey, have you guys ever tried Astroglide Personal Lubricant? Heck yeah. I know that was invented by a rocket scientist in the 1970s and that's how it got its Astro name. Uh, I know because that was the year I was born. So it's been around forever. Well, yeah, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that using a lube is a great way to enhance sexual pleasure. It doesn't matter how old you are, your gender or your orientation. Research does show that using lube can significantly enhance sexual pleasure and satisfaction. It doesn't matter if you're using it with your partner or yourself. It's a good time. It is a good time. And vaginal dryness is not a good time. Okay. <laughs> Now I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable with this one. Don't get embarrassed, Melissa. You need to try it. Okay. How many different formulations of lubricant do they have? Astroglide offers 10 different formulations. Yeah, I think the water-based lubricants are probably the most popular kind because they're the ones that are lightweight, they're easy to clean up, and they can be used with most sex toys. And the silicone lubricant has a unique silky feeling and is hypoallergenic. It lasts an extra long time. It's great for, you know, water play. What what about for people that are extra sensitive down there? Well, I know Astroglide also has an ultra gentle gel 
And they also have a glycerin and paraben free liquid that are both good, you know, for people with sensitivities. Interesting. Good to know. Can we move on? Jack, you know, she'll be ordering this tonight. You don't need a reason to use it. Well, other than wanting to add more variety and pleasure to your sex life. Well, for out of this world pleasure, put some Astro in your glide. Go to astroglide.com now to order your free sample. Go get it, girls. What do I do? I Google, like, tell me a sustainable and ethical brand. Like, how do you know when you're in a store, like you want, you see this top you love or something before you buy it, if, you know, so the questions you should ask, you can actually, yeah, the questions you ask yourself are, you know, do I care about if this is hurting the environment or people or animals or, you know, things like that. So there are apps that you can have on your phone. You know, I think like Happy Bunny is one that I use. Different ones that you can look at to, before you buy something, just look it up, like look it up right from your phone and you can see if that's something you want to be a part of or you want to stand against or stand for, you know? What is it good on you? The good, good on, on you, you app. Oh, I don't that right now. Good, called good on you. If you go on to the conscious shopping guide, we have a few areas that you can really kind of dig deeper, like your slavery foot, footprint. And it's really just educational. I, I always tell people, don't feel like you get overwhelmed. It's just about taking a step back to take an empowered step forward and using, like you said, when you're in the store. But you know, one of the other really exciting things, and especially as a you know, a woman business owner and somebody who runs a, a, you know, a lot of women are starting their own businesses. You know, they're making things, they're making, they make fashion and clothing. So even supporting small shops, because if you go to a small shop, chances are that business owner knows the brands, even if they're couture or they're, you know, just an average every day, they know the brands and you can, you can talk to them and they can tell you about who these brands are. Uh, The big guys, the big you can you can ask them on social media you can tag any big brand you know a lot of us I'm a shoe lover for instance and there's a great brand called Tamara Mellon are you ladies familiar with Tamara Mellon (laughs) yeah Yeah. so she co-founded Jimmy Choo right but one of the most amazing things that she did was she went back to her roots and she went back to the Italian cobblers and she went back to really making sure that the person who's handcrafting the shoes is you know receiving a great living wage that that makes me feel great about buying right. that shoe and so just looking around on social media like i said type in fash rev fashion revolution hashtag who made my clothes you will be shocked on instagram young you know the my daughter is all about it like you know so it's you can even google instagram brands and and find out about their um their yeah, fair yeah. trade practices or their sustainable. Yeah. I noticed there's a lot of good like um, sustainable and ethical like beauty brands and stuff you find on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of them in there. There's a lot of them, yes. Think about it like when you're supporting them, you're supporting these small business owners, which also feels really yeah. good too, right? So you're kind of like, oh, I kind of, I, you know, as a grassroots nonprofit, people go, oh, what, what they love about the work I do is they know where the money goes. It's the same thing. Like, I love the idea of supporting a woman or, or just a company on Etsy or through Instagram, you know, the Reformation. Reformation is a bigger brand, but they're really trying. Everlane. Everlane is another great brand that, you know, makes great 
fashion. So, you know, checking out our guide, but taking small steps and also just really thinking before you buy something, do I want it? Why do I, you know, do yeah, I want explain, this or, you know, is yeah, it, explain you know, more on that. Like when you're buying a brand, you know, and it's not sustainable, ethical, what are you buying? Like what, what is going on behind that? That's not no good. Yeah. There's so many different examples, but I'll give you one example. And, you know, when, when I was becoming involved in, um, in India with my partner there, you know, she was telling me about a a village where girls were, they're so poor and they're uneducated and they're not really tapped into uh, the world in the way we are. Right. So they don't understand what's happening out there. And, you know, traffickers are very sophisticated and, you know, they'll, they will give them a promise, a family, a promise, like we're going to take your daughter down into a city area. We're going to give her a skill and this living wage. And, you know, she can send money back to the family. And these are families that are starving. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, you know, when, when we talk yeah. about poverty here, you can't imagine poverty until you go see yeah. it. And then you're like, oh, like you said, Melissa, about your friend. Uh, the first time I saw it, I was mind blown. And I was also mind blown how happy people were <laughs> still. But anyway... Uh, then, then and, they get down. They are oblivious. Excuse what do they me. say? Is bliss? Like yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's the truth. It's the truth on in in many levels, right? So, so are we know, like they, going to them like go, like they're all happy doing it, thinking they're doing a great thing? Are are we going in there like, uh, girl, you're you're getting screwed? Like <laughs> you don't know? Like you're no. making more way no. more than this? Like, no. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is like, let's say you're living in a village and you're, you're, you're poor or, you know, when I, when I'm in Guatemala and I'm with these young girls who are living in a shelter who've been trafficked, many of them, not all of them, even knowing their stories, many of them are joyful because they're free and they're clothed and they're fed. I'm talking about after the fact or living a simple poor life, certainly not being exploited, taken out of your home. And then, you know, at the end of the week, you get paid $3, but you find out that it was $5 to stay in the apartment. And then you're told, okay, well, you, you know, just keep working that off. And then you, it's, you're suddenly, you become trapped in a cycle of not only poverty, but a form of trafficking. And that, that happens all the time, you know? So, because what do people want to do? They want to work and feed their families. It's the, it, you know, it's, it, it's the norm around the world. And so what, that kind of need. So what needs to happen? So if we don't buy those products, then they're out of jobs. How does that, how is that, how do we like how? Well, first of all, it's, it's also demanding. It's not even necessarily having them be out of jobs, but it's about expect larger corporations to have a stand, to have a certain standard or a living standard, even in uh, third world countries, you know, Outsourcing production was supposed to be a win, not only for American companies that could lower the cost, but for the um, poor populations in the areas that they were making them. But now it's like a blind eye, like, okay, yeah, you know, there's there's areas where they're making sneakers and and the dyes that are so toxic, and they don't care that the babies being born in those areas are being born deformed or women are becoming... They don't understand what's happening. because we don't know. We're yeah. not there, right? So it's like, hey, listen, I'm doing all 
right things here, but who cares what's happening over there? But I always say, you know, energetically, what's happening to one of us is actually happening, I feel like, right. to all of us. And, you know, my children live in this world. The air that they breathe is still, it's a kind of the same air, right? So we, we do, we have to care. And we can, we can move that needle by, if a company, a big company is turning that blind eye, we can say, we're not right. shopping with you. There's plenty of other places to shop if a company is not doing right. the right and you thing. Know, right. But with, with social and, media um, at such a platform today, it's becoming a trend to be that conscious consumer. I mean, I see it. I see all the bloggers and influ- influencers that I'm following. They're changing as well. They're saying, you know, they're talking more about sustainability. They're talking more about ethical brands. They're talking about upcycling. They're going to thrift stores. They're there. It's becoming more of a trend. And I think, you know, as for the big corporations, they're seeing that, okay, fine. It's becoming a trend. Let's give them the trend, you know, wherever it's going to come they're they're going to do it. So, um, the more we talk about it and the more we express it, I, it, it's going, it's, it eventually will become, you know, a more of a normal route. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to become mainstream as long as we continue on the path. It, that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing like recycling. It became right. mainstream. None of us think that so crazy, but I can remember, you know, back many years ago, like, you know, writing protests and things like you, we should recycle and people going really bad. I mean, it's crazy, you know? So the more people, you know, the more people know, I always say you can't do better until you know better. And so it's not about feeling like, Oh God, I feel terrible about everything that's in my closet. It's about, I know better. So I'm going to do better now. And I'm going to use my buying dollars to do that. And social media, with Google, it's really, with these apps, like you said, you know, Jacqueline, it's really, it's becoming simpler uh, yeah, to yeah. do it. And we take little, little baby steps. steps. So like thought, thoughtful that. packaging, like recycled, you know, using 100% recycled materials. So you're reducing the waste. In right. The world, right? It, you right. want to get as yeah. close to zero waste as possible. Right. Right. So, exactly. Um, and, and it's, it's like what you said, remember Beth, when we talked about this, I think it was a, a few years ago, I was kind of, I was kind of scared. I was like, wait, how can I talk about sustainability in my business and my wardrobe styling business when I'm, I don't, you know, I, then I'm going to have to be a hundred percent. And you're like, no, 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 no. You just have to, you know, you have to do it little by little. And yeah. now today, a year later, I understand, I understand now I was with a client yesterday and I taught her what's sustainable and ethical brands. And I showed her five awesome brands that are sustainable. And she was like, Oh my God, I had no idea Stella McCartney was sustainable or, you know, I had no idea Mara Hoffman is. And I started, you know, educating the more educated, the more she was intrigued by the whole concept. So it's baby steps, you know, you just make a little decision here and there and then eventually becomes way of life. Yeah. I'm trying to slowly change over like my, my makeup. I'm trying new products like that. They, they have technology, even for your shampoo and conditioners now that it's like a, it's called the fast rinse technology. And I guess it has a technology that breaks Mm -hmm. down the products faster. So when it comes in contact with the water, so that's a way to help save water when you shower and things like that. So I, oh, I, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but I'm like, now if it, if it rinses out faster and all that, I, 
what do I really turn off the shower? Am I going to stay in there and enjoy the warm shower? Like, <laughs> after like, <"Come> <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if it's rinsed out. I'm still oh, standing here. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. But you know, um, I, I love a good shower or a hot bath. But you know, the other thing too, and this is really important when we're talking about sustainable brands. First of all, Melissa, one of the things that you taught me as a stylist is to look at your existing wardrobe mm -hmm. with new eyes and style it differently. And sometimes that's like where you are so great at like, you know, even re kind of re, like you said, upcycling or kind of, and I say quality over quantity. Yes. And I, I think that that's also really important to me, but you know, I feel like as women oftentimes throughout, throughout, you know, throughout time, we've been used as the guinea pig. And even with these new petroleum-based plastic uh, clothing products, I'm concerned because we're putting them on our children. And we're, so having that information and just doing, taking small steps to make differences is, is important also for our personal well-being, not just uh, social justice as far as human rights someplace else or the environment or animal rights. They're always all connected. Wherever one is happening, another is happening. So all three are always interconnected, I have found. Uh, but also for ourselves personally, getting involved in this is also a great way um, to, to be more proactive about your, your health. So, so okay. Because what we put on our bodies, makeup, hair, clothing, so it's, it's so our body for words that are like cruelty free, um, organic or all natural vegan, maybe mm -hmm. palm oil free, um, no like synthetic polymer polymers or, um, I can never say the word polymers, mm -hmm. um, or synthetic fragrances, mm -hmm. like the other parabens, like the, the sodium lauryl, you know, sulfates, petroleum mm -hmm. like these are all things you do not want like anything with like poly f oxy like, <laughs> all, you know laurel anything you can't you know. pronounce no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> then then it's so good like the less ingredients the better so hey you guys it's engagement season did you guys notice that? I swear I see it all over social media and it always seems like this is the most popular time for people to get engaged. It starts on Thanksgiving and it goes all the way through Valentine's Day. It's like Thanksgiving is like, oh, I'm so thankful to have you in my life. Will you marry me? And then Christmas, you know, it's like, ooh, I don't want to have to buy your two gifts. I have to buy this expensive engagement ring. So let me propose on Christmas. It'll be a two for one. And then on New Year's, it's more about like, oh, it's a new year, a new us. Like, I want to start this new year with us together for the rest of our lives. So everybody gets engaged then, or it's on Valentine's Day because, you know, it's a day for lovers. That's a popular day. So I feel like engagements are popping up all over the place. So um, do you guys notice this? I know my husband was planning on this like great engagement thing. And then he and then he decided he wanted to propose to me in front of my daughter, Ashley. She was uh, my, you know, my daughter from my previous marriage and he wanted her to be a part of it. So he he actually proposed to me in this cute little restaurant. And I remember in, in front of my daughter and I remember that the song playing in the background was Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing. So that was playing in the background. <laughs> it was like so sweet. And, you know, we were engaged for a year and a half before we got married. And we were also building a house at the time. So 
I just really wanted a simple no fuss wedding. I didn't want to, you know, go through the headache of planning a wedding and doing all that kind of stuff. So I just or, you know, put a lot of money into it either because I would rather put it into our house and our future and things like that. So but honestly, like had I known about this or if it existed at the time, this company Zola, I definitely would have, it would have been a no-brainer. I definitely would have used them. Um, A friend of mine told me about it because she used it for her wedding. And it's crazy. So like 96% of couples that are planning their wedding get so stressed out. Like everybody says, oh my God, it was the most stressful time of my life planning my wedding. Like I really didn't have that. I wasn't that stressed because I tried to avoid this stress. I just made my wedding just more simple. 86% of people suffer like stress-induced symptoms. Like they'll get insomnia. They're not sleeping. Their face is breaking out. Their, their sex drive is going away because they're just so stressed out thinking about and planning this wedding. So there's definitely an easier way to do it. And if you haven't heard of Zola, I'm going to tell you about it because Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful. They have wedding websites, they have a registry, they do your invites, they have a guest list manager, and it's all in one place. You can create a free wedding website through Zola. It's beautiful. They give you hundreds of gorgeous designs for every style you could possibly want or think of. And it's so easy to create. It literally takes minutes to set up the site. You get your own custom URL, you get a password protection, and it has like, it has really cool features on it. Like you can put up your own um, facts and questions section. So, you know, all those questions that everybody keeps asking the same thing over and over again. It's right there. It's so easy for your guests to find. There's an online RSVP page and your guests can even shop your registry right on your site. It's, it's the highest rated registry of all time. They have everything. You can register for gifts, um, experiences, and your honeymoon funds. So it's really cool. You can add gifts from other stores or you can sync with your existing registries. So it's really all the benefits like you and your guests would want when buying gifts too. So, you know, you get free shipping and returns and the returns are they're really free and easy exchanges. It doesn't make it complicated. They do price matching. They do group gifting. If you guys all want to go in on a group gift together. And even after your wedding, you still get 20% off with a, a post-wedding discount that they give you, which is really cool. So in case, you know, you didn't get everything you wanted or you still shopping for your house or whatever, you can use that discount to keep buying from your from their uh, shop, you know, from their registry. So it's really cool. They also do beautiful and affordable invites and paper stuff. So you can shop your paper suite at Zola and you can do your save the dates, your invites and your thank yous all from there. And they're all designed to match your wedding website, which is really cool. But I love that on the site, you can customize your website too. You can put your own photos on there, put your own words on there so you can tell your whole wedding story, how you guys met and whatever else you wanna say on there. You know, it could be a message to your guests, whatever you want. So it's really cool. And they'll collect all the addresses and they'll track all the online RSVPs. They have a um, free guest list manager that takes care of everything for you. They'll even address your envelopes for free. So it's really something you guys should check out if you're planning a wedding. If you know someone's planning a wedding, you definitely want to check out Zola. They have helped a million couples get married and they'll help you too. So go to Zola.com slash look over today 
and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your Save Your Dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase. So that's 50% off Save the Dates at Zola.com slash lookover, promo code SAVE50. A lot of us aren't even thinking about that, right? Like, like what's the dyes? I sweat. Like I'm going and I'm working out and I'm sweating so my pores are open and I'm wearing, you know, athletic clothes. Well, what are they made out of? What are the dyes and the yeah, plastics? Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I, I recommend, I, I love that Athleta has made a shift towards like look for sustainable, sustainably sourced, you know, even when you get their catalog, but there's plenty of brands out there. I'm just saying, like, I love that Jack, Jacqueline, you're saying like, look for those things, fair trade, you know, a member of the fair trade association, right. uh, approved, you know, sustainably and ethically sourced. Yes. Those words are becoming uh, hot, hot words, but they're, you know, they're important because, the, because brands are being expected to do better and they want, I think most people want to do better. They just, yeah. you know, it became um, the big guys. I mean, these big corporations have really, you know, they own a lot of the bigger brands and it was all, it's all about, you know, what their shareholders are getting, but we're, the, we're stakeholders in this too, because we're, as women, we're, we are the buyers in our families predominantly, we are, you know, we're the ones that are going out and we can use our we, buying dollars really as stakeholders are. in anything. <laughs> we really we are. So <laughs> so I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm the buyer in my family. <laughs> so, yeah. So as yeah. a conscious consumer, you should ch- always check the ingredient list and look for like recognized labels, certifications, or specific logos that you know are sustainable and ethical. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of brands, brands have, are- um, are adding, you know, their, they're, you know, they have to be transparent these days. So they're adding yeah. a lot more information about their fabrics and, but, you know, but not always like not that's always. the thing. Like it, I like the brands that choose to be transparent, you know, like I look for that, but the FDA doesn't require, you know, makeup no. beauty products and things like that to be totally transparent. So there's so many things down to our tampons that we're like putting in our body that have all kinds of chemicals. Well, and that's what, I, that's why I said, like, we don't want to be, we don't need to be the guinea pigs anymore because we're also not desperate. I, I think that I know we're busy with, as women, you know, modern women, but we can take a little more time to, I think a conscious consumer is conscious, is awake is taking their time and deciding, I don't need this today if I can't find the answer I need because I'm not going to be a guinea pig. You're not going to fill me with, like you said, pesticides. You're not going to use me as an experiment anymore. Right. So maybe before you go shopping, make a list of the things that you use, like your products that you use on a daily basis or clothes types of clothes that you're looking to buy for yourself. And then do your research. Do your research and say, okay, I need a, you know, whatever it is, whatever product it is, is this, what's a good, research the, the right brands and make sure you're helping instead of hurting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And don't freak make out changes. when you don't do it and you run in and you buy something and you're like, all right, I, you know, I was really busy today. You know, freaking do it. Excuse me. I'm just like, you know, don't beat yourself up. A conscious person is also conscious that they're human and they're flawed and they're doing the best that they can every day. That's also a part of it too, is not beating ourselves up. It's just doing the best we can. And even if you don't do it, 
everything. And I mean, at least are, the things yeah. that it, it, even if you don't do everything that way, it, it, even if you make just smarter choices or better choices on some things, you're helping, like you're making a step towards a more positive, you know, just take, take the baby steps. Yeah. I'm trying to say, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I think you all know, like you all can talk, like, see, like when I, I can't believe you, we walk into target now and there's organic t- tampons and their brands are changing and their cleaning brands are changing. But 20 years ago, if you wanted anything like that, yeah. 10 years ago, you had to go 10 you had to go to Whole Foods, but 20 years ago, you had to go to a, like a little tiny health right. food store. And the reason why the big companies are making those changes is because the consumer, which is the woman who's going to those shops is making, is requesting those products. They follow trends. So we're the trendsetters and we can, you know, we can shift the trend, not by doing it perfectly, but by just doing something. Maybe people, what they can do is, you know, ask their local store, ask the brand, like write to the brands, you tell them what you want what you're looking for. And if enough people speak up and are asking for these things, if there's a need, then they'll supply. Absolutely. And have some fun with it. Like, like I said, on social media during fashion revolution week, hashtag who made my clothes, turn your brand. Like if you really love a brand and you want them to do better, tag them in a post with your shirt or your pants or whatever inside out so that people can see their, their tag and say, Hey, who made this? I want to know who made this. I want to, you know, tag a a cosmetic company that you love that you want them to do better they are watching they are following those trends uh on social media yeah Yeah, absolutely one time i actually did that um i there was a brand that i just found and they were somewhere in the uk and i right in the comments i said where i can't see anywhere on your website where are you made and um you know who's where are you manufacturing And they immediately, like, they got my email and they emailed me a whole thing of, you know, where it was. But it was interesting to see the response that I got from just that one question, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. All right. So I want to applaud the ladies because you ladies are doing it. But but, but having this podcast, that's it. Like, we just, you just did your something. Like, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) So. Enough of this serious talk. Thank you so much to know. And we appreciate your insight and and ways that people can change and you know, you made people more aware of what's going on and (laughs) ways that they could make some changes. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah, thank thank you you so much, Beth. It was really good to be with you and I'm loving listening to your podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So that was nice. I I think she gave us a lot of um, insight there. You know, I hope that helped people understand more what it is, what sustainable and ethical brands are, what to look for, how to make changes toward, you know, maybe buying more, being more consumer conscious and buying making better choices, making better choices. That's it. So (laughs) yeah, get on it. We'll be back again next week. All right. All right. Bye you guys.